And that single day is the cause of death for, you know, huge, huge amounts of wildlife. You know, we could end up losing like 50% of wildlife in a single day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bennett Chamberlain on the fourth episode of the Pivot Points podcast. Um, I'm here with Matt Dugan, my co-host, and we are about to talk about so a lot today uh, on a more serious note, too. I was hoping to get a little bit into climate change as it's so hot all over the country right now. How are you, Dugan? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, actually, over here in Virginia Beach right now, visiting my family and, and hanging out with them. So set up here, checked up with my parents. I am actually my parents live right by a Navy base. So if you hear any like uh, stuff in the background, it's probably them going through jail drills. I just heard like some like shooting drills. So if you hear that, that's what it is. So don't worry about that. Wait, but what, what is what is here. Navy Bay? Uh, what no, no, is Navy a, Bay? a Navy base. Like there's a Navy base right by my house. Oh, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's really cool, but yeah, glad to be in VB, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive in right into uh, episode four, I guess. You said you want to talk about, you know, kind of the climate change and everything going on. I'm interested in the subject, but very uneducated, so Bennett, I'll kind of just, you know, let you lead the way on this one. Dude, I'm just, I'm just bothered by it, man. These days, these last three days have been, you know, the hottest on record, and they are falling way way outside of you know normal variance levels for the past like 50 100 years you know they're falling way uh, way way above what we've seen in uh you know in june previous years and and it's really starting to scare me you know i it's only june you know who knows what august is going to bring and uh and i was just thinking the other day you know um i was driving i was you know sweating my ass off, you know, driving in the car and realizing, you know, well, thank God we have air conditioning. But I'm thinking about all the wildlife out there that has to put up with these crazy temperatures, you know, doesn't have the technology to keep them cool, and what have you. And I'm thinking, you know, what if there's, you know, just an anomaly, two or three standard deviations outside of the norm. And we get this like anomaly heat wave day where it's, you know, 130, 140 degrees. Who, who knows what it is? And, and that single day is the cause of death for, you know, huge, huge amounts of wildlife. You know, we could end up losing like 50% of wildlife in a single day on some crazy anomaly heat wave. And, uh, and I don't think, you know, anybody's realizing, you know, how dangerous uh you know climate change is getting it's just it's just really bothering me lately and you know i'm telling all i'm telling all my friends my family you know we got to do something about this you know does anybody have ideas does anybody you know want to you know put something forth where we can we can maybe help the environment right. and uh and you know everyone's like you know i got nothing but you know those ideas you have been it Oh yeah, like I, I've got a couple projects I have in mind that I'm in the next couple months, I'm got to, uh, you know, start working on um, over in San Bernardino County, and uh, and everyone's just like I I got nothing, you know, I'm I'm content with my life, I don't want to change anything, but you know, good luck with that, good luck with the environment, and you know those those projects helping the environment. 
Definitely. It's like we we are really destroying the earth and too few people, you know, too few of us, you know, actually care. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely think it is just I feel like a lot of people think it's almost a, a hoax in a way. I, I feel like there is a, a group of people that really do, you know, for whatever reason, whatever going on in the world, who told them what not think that this is like a hoax and not true. And, you know, I'll, I'll be very straight up at first when I was younger, I was, you know, just falling like, oh yeah, this, this shit isn't true. But, you know, starting to realize like when shit is melting and it's getting this hot and like, like that's, it's not a joke. Like you can see it and, you know, to kind of make a serious subject a little more lighthearted. Like I'm an insane sweater you went to school with me you saw when we would you know go out and stuff like i am a sweater so this heat like if it's doing to me without any fur like no fur like i am you know a a human so i don't have fur anything and i'm sweating you know my butt off in this 95 degree weather like yesterday i came back to virginia beach and it was hitting like 95 and i was sweating just like walking in the house so i can only imagine what these animals with these coats of fur are, are dealing with you know and yeah, like, you know, they're gonna they're gonna adapt and they're gonna have no fur. Have you ever seen those those pictures of bears without fur or like cats without fur? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's it's something else. They they look, you know, like aliens, you know. We we're so used to seeing everything with fur. But um, you know, you, you yeah, you know, you touched on something that uh reminded me of um a little little fact my sister was telling me about these past couple of days being that just a couple months ago i believe in the uh in the antarctic they took some ice samples and then brought them back to the lab you know how they have oh those you know those uh cylinders that go way down they drill these like you know cylinders of ice to see what happened each year by you know doing a little uh doing a little uh analysis on the ice and um but so in any case they they do one of those they thaw out this this bacteria and they find that this bacteria frozen in the ice for thousands of years melts and and doesn't skip a beat it starts you know eating repopulating this bacteria is completely fine as as if it never left and and boom all of a sudden we never saw this in our in our entire lives here you know we've got a new species of bacteria and so my sister was like you know these scientists are very worried that you know the melting of these polar ice caps is going to end up releasing a lot of new viruses a lot of new bacteria that are just going to wake up in the 21st century so to speak and you know start reproducing and everything and 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 spread so we're gonna we're gonna be seeing you know more things potentially like covid potentially like you know ebola or something where you have these bacterias and viruses that um that are just coming back and uh i'm you know that's another thing to be worried about if you're not worried about you know simply the warming of the planet as it is right right dang that that's crazy because like i said at the beginning i'm I'm very you know uninformed on the subject but would like to be more informed because it, it is a very serious topic and yeah i never even like thought of that because like when i hear of it you know you think of ice caps melting what's happening to the polar bears and stuff like that but and and i'm not in the like community so maybe it is brought to light within that community a little more but wow i, I literally never even knew and that makes so much sense that yeah, these these diseases and things that have been gone for so long because of civilization and because of the world is 
can start creeping back in because in a in you know in layman's terms the the world is deteriorating in a, in a way right dude it's it's deteriorating on all fronts i don't know i'm i'm really you know i got to focus on the good in the world but i am i'm you know lately just consistently upset about you know the state of the world and you know what's going on you know you just hear about more and more people struggling people on the brink of you know whole whole societies on the brink of collapse you know global supply chains you know completely completely obliterated because of covid and now prices of you know everything yeah no the prices of lumber skyrocketed now i'm seeing the prices right. of steel skyrocketing right, the yeah. prices of uh the prices of freight getting freight from you know one point to another they've all gone up across the board it's yep. just you know you can't you can't uh get things from place to place and people are wondering why oh why does everyone use amazon and walmart it's like they're the ones that everyone else has to pay such a higher price they're the ones who have to like raise their prices right. amazon and walmart you know these these big huge conglomerates they don't necessarily they have long standing deals they don't necessarily have to raise their raise their prices Definitely. and um and so it's just more and more concentration of power and wealth you know at at this like one side of the spectrum and right. it's like i am not going to i'm not going to blame anyone you know who mm -hmm. doesn't want to shop at costco because <laughs> you're you're going to get like good deals you're going to get you know bulk products for cheap prices and who doesn't want to go there especially when every small business is has to raise their prices because one one input or something one one component of the product they create has now doubled in price or something you know mm -hmm. yeah that that's really interesting that you brought that up because before i ventured off on my own to create pivot studios i actually worked for a uh, a 3pl company which is uh stands for a third party logistics company for those out there which is essentially a company uh, of brokers where say you're Red Bull and you have shipments to take care of. You're a busy, you know, Red Bull's busy. You don't necessarily want to, you know, deal with all the logistics of getting something from, you know, A to Z on your own. So you hire these third party logistics company, like the one I worked for, and you take care of that. And, and what you said is just, it's so true. And, and I've really, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes, how these these prices skyrocket and and it's mainly towards these excuse me my my ipad just went off but it's mainly towards these things these trucks called reefers which are the refrigerated trucks so you think ice cream yogurt things have to be refrigerated they have to be refrigerated you know when they're you know driving to to walmart or costco and so when this heat waves and all these things are coming you know, it costs more money and more energy to run these reefers and it's more expensive. And then it's harder to get truckers during the summer because, you know, no one wants to be on the road in the heat and, you know, there's all these different things. So it's just, it's funny you mentioned that because I had previously worked mm -hmm. in that industry and have just, I, I've seen it in, with my own eyes and it's just so true how, you know, it not only affects the world and, and the world suffers, but, you know, it can, you know, I think if more people can wrap their head around the impact of this, maybe more people would start paying attention to it. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the economic impact is not not super visible. We don't see how these decisions right now, you know, we're so focused on the short term, we don't realize that we are hurting our prospects in the long term. And and no it's it's so so very difficult to quantify, you know, what is the damage done 
to the entire planet? And what are the, you know, these externalities that we're not, we're not considering? And what are these long-term effects? What's the actual dollar value on these long-term effects? And I remember Deloitte did some, some big project trying to quantify those externalities. And it proved to be, you know, one of the, the, takes so many assumptions and everyone's got to write off your conclusion because, oh, these are all assumptions. But it's like, we cannot quantify the damage we've done because, you know, it's it's priceless, really. Like the, the environment and what we have all around us, it's constantly taken for granted. The way we're doing things, it's just we're constantly, you know, destroying destroying our natural resources and uh, we don't realize that we're doing the, all of these things for a short-term profit and the generations to come you know our children's children are going to be left with some serious serious problems and you know then boom millions millions of years of evolution almost end with your bad decisions you know maybe maybe it's a delayed uh a delayed consequence you know a couple generations down the road but you know we are going to be in some deep shit in the coming years um and and you know i just really what needs to be done maybe is to incentivize and to show you know maybe give a short term incentive for beneficial long term decisions and so like i to to make an example of this you know a lot of students in high school or maybe even in college don't really apply themselves too busy partying too busy hanging with friends and what have you and and they don't realize that they should be educating themselves for the long term and they don't see the incentive of educating themselves because it's a long-term incentive but imagine if i mean i remember like in high school oh my mom's like get straight a's and you'll get an xbox and that was like one of the one of the first times i got straight a's and it was the short-term incentive that drove me to to do well in school where whereas you know the long-term incentive you know doing learning this information is is best for you in the long term you just don't really realize and you want a shorter term incentive uh you know right there in front of you so Uh yeah that was that was in college i came up with this idea about like incentivized education and by by you know giving kids like points and giving kids you know maybe even like dollar amounts corresponding to their grades that would be a you know there's a lot of problems with that idea but there's a short-term incentive there which i I agree will will make a difference in how you apply yourself and then then you realize later on that those short-term incentives were really driving you to make good decisions in the moment but then what you were doing was actually making decisions that benefit you in the long term. And little did you realize now you're, you know, some brainiac out of college that actually knows what they're talking about, as opposed to somebody who didn't apply themselves and and didn't study. And, you know, we we need some more, we need some more uh, people driven and maybe the, the incentives are a way to, to motivate not only like the business owners who are, more or less destroying the environment um, as well as like students who more or less need some motivation to educate themselves. I mean, yeah, you can apply this like all over the place, but um, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, obviously there, there could be 
backlash and things from you know incentivizing but kind of going off that i I was kind of in the same boat as you like middle school high school would get you know for good grades you know a little bit of money from my parents that like as kind of that you know motivation to do that and some people it works some people it doesn't for me it worked got really good grades in high school a lot of that because of that that gave me like oh come on like get that a because that you know a and a b to me might not be a difference but if an a and a b is a difference from five bucks and ten bucks that's that's kind of how you can look at it and you know i think Going off that, it's it's really great because I think as the the world is moving forward, you have more of these big influential people that are getting more vocal about it. You know, you, Leonardo DiCaprio is one example of someone that's been doing it for a long time and has has really used his platform to express what's going on. And I think if we do that, is you you need more people that you know individuals look up to. It's like, oh wow. Leonardo DiCaprio thinks that he's an amazing guy. Maybe I should think of these big influential people, Elon Musk. I mean, you saw what happened to to just Bitcoin alone when he found out how the, you know, the mining process of that. And he was like, which is such, such bullshit. He knew about that from the very beginning. Oh yeah. That he, well, he bought, didn't, did he buy the dip again? Or I'm not too big into crypto. I know you're pretty big. Do you know any insight into that? I mean, I don't, I, I know he's got a huge, um, you know, foothold on what, the crypto markets think and you know the sentiment there but um i don't know i don't follow his like moves in crypto markets no i i have my disposition on what i like and what i don't like in the crypto markets um there's nothing uh you know i i I do look up to elon musk but you know when he's when he's talking about cryptocurrencies and everything he's just playing this this game of life and I don't I don't know what his his grand plan is. He kind of just does what he wants. But there's there's nothing wrong with that. I I have no I have no problem with him like manipulating the prices he wants because yeah. you know the 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 people, the public are going to come to their own conclusion, yeah. you know, soon enough. But yeah. but another thing what you were saying um about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, like, you know, I think it is very important, you know, if you're going to um, help the environment in whatever way, you know, it's, it's important to get people on your side, you know, show, show people, you know, the, the circumstances, which, uh, drove you to do what you are doing, which, you know, are all around us, you know, we've got terrible pollution and X, Y, Z to talk about it and to be, you know, an influencer and get the word out about these things is only like half of it. And you actually have to be doing the other half of it, you know, putting in the actual work, um, as well as, you know, promoting other people to put in the work themselves, like together, together, we are strong and together we will actually make a change. But you know, that also, before anything starts with you doing something to do your part in helping the environment and and doing, you know, doing all you possibly can, you know, if you're not giving 100%, you're, it's going to be Armageddon and you're going to have regrets. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And yeah, like, like you said, just, I mean, that's just so powerful, you know, together we are stronger and it, there's just so much truth to that because I mean, you, I mean, we didn't, we didn't yeah. get to where we didn't get to where we are with only like one or two polluters. I mean, right. maybe now, maybe nowadays we've got some really, really bad polluters out there, but right. we all drive cars. We all consumed fossil fuels and natural gas to heat our homes you know this isn't this isn't like the job of the doing of uh you know one group or even you know one person nothing like that you know we we all it's all the incremental changes and and you know when you 
when you start a business, you know, it's like, oh, how does somebody become a billionaire off fidget spinners that cost 99 cents? Well, mm -hmm. everyone bought them, you know, how do you, it's, it's all together we make a right. difference. It's, you know, together we built generational wealth for that 18 year old who invented fidget spinners. Right. But <laughs> I, at the same time, it's, it's only together that we're going to be able to take a couple steps back from what we've done to this, this planet all together. Like we, we, we made this damage all together. We, we need to, the best course of action is to, you know, take, take back that damage and uh, reclaim the environment in, in numbers as well. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like you said, not putting that, you know, blame on one person or, or pointing fingers because that, that moves towards, you know, you do that and you get people, you know, have this resentment towards it. So yeah, I just, I, I agree so much with, with what you said. I, I appreciate you giving me a little more insight. I, I learned a lot uh, alone in this episode because I'm uninformed on the subject, but uh, you know, I, th I think that was a really great topic to discuss. I hope you guys out there, you know, really enjoyed it and are really liking what we're doing. Um, you know, like you said, we have a discord that's linked in here. So if you have any comments or anything, join the discord, we're talking in there, follow, you know, my company pivot studios on social media, it's at pivot studios. And then Bennett's company and Nick for marketing is at a Nick one. So that uh, and Nick marketing is the, uh, is the at yes, for Nick Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Instagram is a Nick marketing and all this will be in the description as well. But other than that, you know, that was a really great episode. Really happy we talked about that. And uh, Bennett, thanks so much. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't know much about that. So thanks so much for, for informing our audience out there. Absolutely. Next uh, next episode, we can talk about, um, you know, making podcasts, uh, you know, all the, all the ins and outs of marketing that I know you've taught me a ton about. Um, so, so yeah, you know, we're going to be learning things left and right on this show. Yes, sir. Um, but... As far as that goes, I hope you guys enjoyed episode four, and we hope to see you next time. Take care. See you guys.